Like oh, you're sideways know. now. That's... Now you're sideways, but we see you. Yeah, we you're can here. see you. You're just, uh, can we get a landscape? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. oh. This has been a process that... <laughs> no, you're doing so well. You're doing so well. Your, your technology, uh, I'm going to be real, before this started, I was texting Pro, I was like, he said, is Sarah coming? I'm like, yeah, but you know, she's old, so let's see if she can figure out technology <laughs> and get on. And now literally, we're sitting here watching the very young Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Tony Soto Show. I don't have a microphone in my hand today. It's like I am free to hold my joint and my lighter at the same time. I'm Tony Soto. Joining me is Maxwell Esposito. I'm with joint in hand today, too. Yes, hello. I'm here. Look I had it. to have a joint. We, I've, I feel like we have a lot to unload today. So look I wanted at the, Look to... at the Tony Soto Show having Yetis and two free hands. Look at we this. Are, we're rich. Oh this, I mean, God. quarantine has not knocked this down, baby. We are thriving. Yes. And listen, in the wake of a brand new season of that game show that no one wants to talk about anymore, and the biggest, one of the biggest advocates of said show, we have Sarah Andrews back. Sarah, welcome Hi, welcome back. back. How are you, Diva? Uh, trying not to go completely insane, stuck in my house. Have yes, we, but is this the second time you've been here now since isolation? Yeah. Yeah, I would say you probably even look fresher now than you did then. Oh, I've discovered moisturizer finally. No, I've actually like, I actually, at the beginning of uh, quarantine, I just completely stopped all self-care. I was like, what's the point? I'm not going anywhere. So now I'm trying to... Yeah, how are you doing? You're holding, are you holding up? Are you doing happy pride? Trying, trying, are, yeah. are, you, are you prideful? Uh, are you prideful? Am I not prideful, bitch? <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> She's the proudest bitch I know. You know, it's been weeks since we've had a, a co-host on here because honestly, you know, after Dusty Balls left and after Rachel left, you know, it was basically Maxwell and I and then a slew of fucking like possible replacements. I felt like the view, you know, <laughs> I felt like we were like trying out new people. And I was like, you know, we need to just do Maxwell and Tony for a little bit. And we did it. And I feel like it's good, but we needed to have you back. Are you doing okay? Are you still busy? Are people buying your hair? You know what? They What's are. Happening? I think people use some stimulus checks on wigs. The Years. important thing. How do you feel about having all that Trump essentials. money in your bank account, girl? <laughs> I love it. All that, all that filthy Trump money just uh, clogging up your bank account. <laughs> it's a wonderful I think I'm the only day. one who spent mine on rent. I truly do. Taylor and I haven't even the... gotten ours yet. Oh my God. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Wait, do, you, do you not do your taxes or something? No, girl? yes, like, we do. Something? We do. We just haven't gotten them yet. We got a letter. You saying don't do that, direct deposit, girl? Yes, but we got a letter saying that we'll be getting ours via check or debit card, but haven't gotten the check or debit card. 
Oh, that seems like so extra in order to do that. Anyway, it uh, sounds about right, though, for this uh, situation. I've heard a lot of people have trouble getting. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people online still don't have their. Yeah. Um, Hi, Maxwell. Hello. How are you? Uh, You know, I'm okay. You know, this week, this and my Corona coaster, we were down a little bit, but we're back up. Taco Bay started summer vacation yesterday so we're like on summer break and i can already feel the stress we're gonna just be partying all the time <laughs> all party all day now thank god i love that no more kids no more tapping on the camera being like billy turn on your camera stop making a face we can all see you <laughs> well like, good. I, i'm so glad you're gonna have a bit of normalcy i mean right it was stressing me out listening to those kids they're so rude and shady one time he asked a girl, like, trying to get her to talk about what assignment she was going to do. And he goes, so, um, Susie, what are you going to do tonight? And she just goes, stay inside. <laughs> <laughs> same, Susie. Same. Yeah, dude. I was like, same. same. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I see you, Susie. I see you and I relate with you. Um, I'm inside, too. Yeah. <laughs> I am inside. And honestly, I'm more and more inside the more it opens up. Like the more I mean, it opens up, the more I'm like, uh-uh, I don't trust you dirty hand washers. I live across the street from a restaurant. I see all these people. I'm like, I don't see, uh-uh, no. And these restaurants trying to overpack it just a little bit so they can get a little bit, little bit more money. I understand, but no. Um, anyway. No. I was just in Orange County. It was horrific. Nobody was wearing a mask. I went into a restaurant and people were eating in public without masks. That's what masks. Taylor said, that Orange County is very lax. He delivers he delivers the weed out there a lot. So, yeah, it's, he says it's very, like, no one's wearing masks or anything. Well, they, they, they made they it so su- it's not a thing anymore. They're not recognizing the California law with the masks. Yeah, they sued their, like, health person, and she quit. They, like, I mean, made death threats at her house, and she was like, well, if you guys don't want a mask, I, I quit. <laughs> Orange no. County is the Florida of California. Oh. Well, I have not been like, stay away for a while (laughs) don't go um so uh let's just how are you i'm i'm what's going on with you you know what i'm feeling great actually i i follow you on social media you seem real grand (laughs) (laughs) i think it's nice that i that that i've seen the, the movement working um but before we get into why i'm feeling so positive i I'm having kind of a Chicago, we're having a kind of a Chicago show today. The reunion. Uh, Maxwell, you know, like we have uh, yes. Sarah. Sarah was a Chicago girl. She lived there. And then, of course, our guest. I mean, we've only ever known her from Chicago, really. We have Pearl on the show. Pearl! What's up, bitches? Blase da, bitches. Blase da. <laughs> That's right. Roxanne Get- is in the house. Got to. <laughs> <laughs> Get them all in, girl. Get them all I would in. never do the Roxanne voice without being in Roxanne character. <laughs> well, like, thank you. I would be totally confused and the illusion would be ruined. Exactly. I can't imagine. And I would yeah, not I do that, that to you. Thank you. I stand Roxanne. <laughs> <laughs> you look so... like Roxanne today, bitch. Thank you. <laughs> Let me take out my contacts. Don't. <laughs> I can enjoy Let me take off my eyelashes. <laughs> So welcome to the show. You know, I think that uh, you've never been on the show, Pearl. No, we've talked about it for like how many years at this point, but no. Yeah. I, you know, I just, I, there's something, I've known you forever, but like there's something so secretive about like Pearl, the character. And like, I mean, she, like, 
and, and of course, Matt underneath Pearl. And so it's like, it's like, there's nothing know. secretive. I, I I'm just not uh, involved in drag race and world of wonder shit. So people don't see me on those channels. I literally, I don't know why anybody would say that. I actually post so much content and I have a YouTube channel and I'm very like actually out there when I'm invested and doing it, you know? And I'm doing shows yeah, and your, books. Your and YouTube working. channel is so fun. Thanks. It's See, you're okay. one of the queens that went through. You're one of the. You're one of the queens that went through the whole bullshit. But, uh, but you've used it for. I mean, and you had a rough go at it. Let's not be wrong. But like, you use it for your advantage, and now you're doing other things, and you're so fucking creative. Thanks. But like, I love having you on the show because we've known each other for so long no. since Chicago. And Chicago, as Chicago does, Chicago is in the news. You know, Chicago <laughs> is in the news. You're so dramatic. The, the Chicago. That's dream. why we've been for six years the chicago yes the, the the drama of it all chicago listen i learned my dramatic roots from uh coming up in the city of chicago all right hometown it's like, roots it's like Did that drug commercial there? Were you, like, no 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 i no i grew up in, I, I mean grew up in like my queerness uh, yeah uh in, no no i'm from central illinois originally but like right i was in chicago for 13 of the best years of my life right. you know what i mean like i made my 20 year old mistakes and found my way to my 30 year old like Golf. That is what Chicago uh, is for me as well. I consider that to be like the place that I like just like grew into myself as like an adult and totally like an independent Same. individual and got rid of a lot of baggage during that time and not all of it, obviously, but um, <laughs> you know, it's like I look at those years as like truly like the happiest times of my life. I mean, yeah. the, the amounts of time, because you know, they are the blurriest as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, dark, blurry. Like I, I spent There's a lot darkness. of those 13 years on drugs and alcohol for sure. Oh my God. Absolutely. Um, but if people want to know how I've gotten so dramatic, I learned it from being in Chicago. Yeah. We love drama we there, do. but drama and drama always falls there. Drama honestly, is as drama does. We've been put in a situation recently where, um, uh, because of the unrest that's been going around nationwide and the uh, rise of black voices the, and the importance of using and listening to black voices and understanding and learning. And, you know, uh, Pearl, you're very active about sharing um, the movement as well on your social media. And it's always nice to see that when, when uh, queens do that. Um, but bef but the, at, the, at the peak of it, there was a tweet that happened where it was basically Miss Lucy Stool who is basically the spoon of Chicago. Uh, All out queen. She's the one that, she's the, she's the stirrer of the pot in Chicago a lot of the times. Uh, but they're talking about accountability and people in the queer community being accountable. And she was kind of like, uh, I'm looking at you, T-Rex. T-Rex, who is a- Which, uh, by the way, I appreciate that. I cannot stand like the- beating around the bush and like it's like subtweeting oh my god call them out directly what is your problem you're not <laughs> yeah. doing anything except being a dramatic little bitch by not tagging tag the bag you know that expression exactly and so um and now t-rex has always kind of been like there's i've made no secret that we don't necessarily get on well but I have been very political with the show. It's not like I'm always reading her to filth or talking shit about her on the show. 
Um, and may maybe that's been a problem, you know? But she's very closely tied to a lot of people that I know and blah, 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 blah. You don't want to shit where you eat. You don't want right. to. Well, and the thing is, but she never fed me. She never fed me. Oh. Like, I never, I, I, I may have done two or three of uh, T-Rex's shows in my whole drag oh, career okay. in Chicago. Interesting. She, she never fed me. I, I was never, I got in with the shoe. You know what I mean? Like the shoe let me do shit there. And I was doing the queue, which my what my website. So I was throwing parties up north. I didn't need I didn't need T-Rex. But um in Chicago there was this really great movement where there was like a drag march down in the heart of did you hear about this, Sarah? The, the drag march that happened in the heart of Boys Town. A bunch of drag queen speakers, Miss Shea Coulee and everyone. Yeah. Uh, got on stage and uh said the some powerful things. Dita. Yeah. And um and uh, I got a great source. I have a really good inside source. She's a total gossip and a total pain in the ass, but she always gets good tea. And she sends me this text message chain that she gets. She's like, Joe Mama, who is a Chicago uh, local queen, was like, um, called T-Rex uh, a Confederate monument and said that she needed to be torn down. <laughs> I wouldn't give her that much credit. I know. I was like, I don't remember any statues, bitch. I don't, I don't know if I would have ever signed up on a statue. Maybe Just because you have a statue doesn't mean you did anything good, you guys. Look at the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's full of racist people. <laughs> Absolutely. But then... So, and that stuck there forever. The beautiful thing is, is later, my very in-tune source, as well as six other people, send me the video of Joe Mama saying these words. And basically calling out T-Rex for... Um, for the way that she marginalizes people of color in Chicago and always has. Uh, and I, so I'm sitting here being like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm so excited. This video is going to show up on Twitter. Oh, I'm going to watch it on Twitter. I'm going to retweet it. I'm going to like it. I can't wait. Hours go by. I'm sitting on this video, this two minute video being like, it's in my phone and nothing on Twitter, not a fucking word on Twitter about this fucking video. I'm like, well, God damn it. So then I talked to a local, our, our Chicago enabler, shit, who, I, <laughs> who I love so very much, a Chicago enabler who I love very much. You? I was like, look, I was like, look, I have this video. I didn't shoot it. It's not my business. However, I have seen T-Rex affect people who I love negatively many, many times while I lived in Chicago. And the fact that no one was posting this video, but yet six people had sent it to me was like, are people really that scared of that bitch? Like, cause honestly, is that the case? And so I, after being enabled by a friend, uh, I was like, I'm gonna post this video and I'm gonna at the bitch. <laughs> so I did because and and it was just did. like, and and you did. and this is where I got a little upset. And then we'll go into. Like, is it on your Twitter? Yeah, it I, is. I tweeted. Did you just tweet it because I haven't seen any of that. No, I tweeted it, it yesterday. yesterday. And here was also my issue today. When I woke up this morning, the tweet had been viewed over five thousand times, but only retweeted under twenty at that time. And I was like, okay. Like, this is a person of color who works in the community and is actively saying and letting you all know about a situation and, and a person who is not really very healthy for the community. And you're all watching it, but no one's trying to get any word out about it. So it, it just seemed very, very strange to me. But people are like, why do you have the right to 
post this video because I have been asked that recently. And we're all from Chicago. We all have had our past. With Wait, I'm sorry. Kimberly. I'm just, I'm trying to get caught. Maybe we should have briefed. Now there's a video. What's the video? Oh yeah, Joe there's Mama. There's a video from a protest. Yeah, the protest that happened uh, over the weekend on Sunday. Uh -huh. uh, someone took a video of Joe Mama saying the- the Gotcha. Uh, basically ba Basically saying Seneca that- out, Or T-Rex yeah. out. That's yeah, so there's a video of her talking about T-Rex and yeah. um, that's floating around. Got it. Yeah, and it, had, and it had been floating around for hours, Queen, and I was sitting on this video and I, I was like seething just for as an internet troll. I was like, I was just ready to retweet and like. I was just ready to retweet and like. But here's what it comes down to. Like, Shea kool is one of my best <laughs> friends in the world and um, I single-handedly watched Tranica T-Rex uh, tried to blacklist her because Shay said, I'm tired of being your fire Cheeto joke. I'm tired mm -hmm. of being your black girl punchline. So stop fucking doing it. When was that? This, is, this was right before she got on the game show. This was like- uh, game like show? A, a Drag Race, oh. that's what Tony calls it. Oh. Yeah, so sorry, I'm like grandma. I don't know. It's, no, it's good. It's 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 good. It's good. It's good. But I but I watched Shea Coulee's picture disappear from flyers all over uh, Boys Town, um, and that was all at the hands of T Rex. And uh, I just feel like now 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 let's bring it to the group because Pearl, you uh, you know you know T Rex. <laughs> yeah, I know T Rex. Um, I mean, we like I, we. You know, like we were discussing earlier, we have um, worked together since I've been on the game show. And like, <laughs> I appreciated that she took the time to extend an invitation, invite me back to Chicago to work in Boys Town because there's really not that many opportunities there that she's not involved with. So, you know, um, I don't want to like, I don't know. I guess I'm like appreciative of that, but it's Stockholm syndrome at the same time because like who gives a shit? Like me and a lot of, like I said earlier, a lot of the moves that I made, not to give her so much credit, but they were like kind of a result of her sort of blacklisting me from working in Chicago when I was living there. Yeah, she she definitely came for you. Yeah, I mean, if she sure. doesn't like someone, then you're not going to be working there. And she didn't like me from very early on. And I only really got to work at Berlin a handful of times because of her. And Well, you know, I have a theory. It's because Pearl has never been a booger. Like, Pearl and her entire drag career has never been a booger. She was beautiful from the first day she put makeup on her face and left the house. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's all that. Like, honestly, I do have a tendency to rub No, that's why I hate way. you. That's why I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I do have the tendency to rub people the wrong way for some reason. Um, I'm not, I'm very, like, introverted. That's no secret. And especially, like, when I was younger in my earlier days going out to clubs and get, getting into drag you know i was very introverted and doing a lot of observing and yeah i can see how i can i don't know i'm so friendly at the same time. i don't know what her problem was with me there but there was one so yeah um i i and i developed my own show pleasure uh, almost as a direct result of not being able to work anywhere else i had to sort of create my own show and with that i took the opportunity to always have a dynamic 
cast and um, always invite people of different uh, performance experiences. You know, I had like rappers and, you know, dancers and, you know, whoever that did whatever, as long as you could entertain a crowd and you were all about inclusivity, then that's what I wanted my show to represent because it was lacking in Chicago. Well, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about this because I still want to hear from uh, Maxwell and Miss Sarah Andrews. Uh, and then we're going to talk all about some Pearl because fuck, we have Pearl on the show, guys. We got fucking Pearl on the show. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Do you want more Tony Soto? I completely understand. If you want more of me, tune into the Gay Power Half Hour available on iTunes, hosted by me, Tony Soto, and my good Judy, Casey Lai. It's 30 minutes of funny faggotry you won't want to miss. Check us out on iTunes, the Gay Power Half Hour. All right, we are back with the show. Uh, and we were talking about T-Rex, who is a host in Chicago and who has affected people negatively in many, many ways. <laughs> so much that there was a list of demands released by the uh, Black Chicago Queens of Chicago. They, and, and this is, I found, now, Sarah, have you read the list of demands? I have read the list of demands, yes. Were you privy to, to, to the, were you aware of things on that list that she because you've done you've done t-rex's show before correct uh yeah oh my god yeah so i i am one of the privileged few i guess that t-rex has never blacklisted <laughs> um no she needs your hair right though. well she no that's not to say i have not been victimized by a t-rex <laughs> i will say that, that she has she has been pretty mean to me on on uh social media at a time or two so um but also, I've also, I'm old, and she knows it, and I'm established, and uh, so I think a lot of the things that she, that I've heard of her doing to other people with, like, uh, uh, trying to control their music and then that sort of thing, she knows that she can't do with me, so she's never really tried I it. I never understood that, controlling of the yeah. music, like, to say- I didn't know she did that, but that's uh, also yeah, weird, I've I don't got, get I've it. I've got a lot of friends who have said that, yeah, that's- What kind of music wrong. does she not- yeah, what does she not like? Rap? Don't I, say I, rap. I, I, I couldn't tell, it. yeah. I want to say she didn't want, like, slower stuff. It did. I saw people saying that she couldn't say that it was too slow. Like, Energetic music upbeat. only. That's what yeah. was on that one. I, I couldn't. Look, not everyone. Not, 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 listen, a, a ballad is, is a hard sell at a bar right. for sure. But however, sometimes you have to sit through a fucking ballad. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I'm a ballad queen, damn it. And, and I'm going to do my damn ballad. Yeah, you don't know what the entertainer right. is trying to work through with their art. How the only times I've ever seen She-Rex perform were like fucking some 41 songs. Like well, literally, like I don't that know kind that. of genre. So I don't really know if she has the, you know, authority. authority. I don't know that I've ever seen her perform, if I can live my dream. Mm. Oh, well, she's only been a few times a because times. she knows that it's not her forte. But well, see, here's that. the thing, too. Well, I, I look at it this way because, you know, as an MC queen, too, I understand, you know, I understand that there are things that people lean more towards, you know. I mean, I do comedy. I'm not sure what T-Rex does. Um, but uh, but, they, but they, they liken themselves to being uh, uh, an MC. And I can understand that. But I 
will tell you, and I, and I tell my friends know this, I perform and MC, I perform just because uh, of T-Rex not fucking thinking she could, she can just like eliminate that from, from the genre. Like you could just suddenly eliminate the performing from the genre. I'm sorry, bitch. I'm not a good performer, but fuck, I will trip through a number. What are you talking about, baby? You perform that chair song fabulously. <laughs> that one chair song. I'm very you, good at it. Yeah, I've <laughs> not, not seen it before. What other songs do you do? Special moments and performance. Um, but one of my favorite things on this list, which I have right here. Yes, please. Did you see her apology too? No, not yet. What? But we're gonna. No. We will say that she has, as of as of Is now, recording. Apology already. She she as as of this time. She posted like a 12 page paper. Hey. So, so we can't really, we couldn't really like dive into it at like right now. So I will say there is a statement. However, I, I don't know what the statement is yet, but I'm gonna say she's got a lot of explaining to do. Okay, so what, what, what do you like on My the list? My favorite thing is that they are making her uh, live up to the expectations of always having new a clothes, accessories, and wigs, basically, is what they're I saying. I loved that. Like, you must have what? new shit as well if you're going to be clocking us for, like, rewriting. Like, yeah, they said something like, hold your... Hold your Cause that's a, because that's a read. But that's I had no idea that was even a... That first is a read. I didn't even know... I didn't even know as a host we could ask that. <laughs> like, I was, <laughs> I was like, wait, we could... We... <laughs> you would have been doing things a lot differently. But no, but the, the real tea is, I'm like, I'm like, first of all, I have like eight wigs, you know, at my disposal. So for me to be here to be like, you know, I try to keep them styled and fresh looking, but I have eight wigs and I'm not trying to tell someone they have to have something new every fucking time and clothes. I mean, I'm very blessed with clothes. Michael Brambilla takes care of me and I love him for that. Um, uh, but before, I mean, I repeat clothes. The hell? Yeah, I mean, of course you do, especially if you're a traveling queen. You, or you work that's regularly. You, you yeah. literally have like five outfits, and that's what you wear for like three to six months at a time. But it yeah. was always T Rex's judge to be like, I could buy shit from Target. Like it was always that fucking like garbage. Akira. She yeah, loved an Akira sale rack. Well, see, this this is this is where I take it back because you know I was talking to uh, Shay Coulee about it, and you know after after. Uh, Lucy initiated the tweet. Shea Coulee commented on it and was like, basically, I too have been affected negatively by uh, by uh, T-Rex. And I was talking to her about it and she's like, look, T-Rex hit me up immediately after I commented on that tweet and was like, blibbity blah, 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 blah. I thought that we were cool. I thought that we all had it down. I thought that it was fucking legit. And, and basically what Shay is like, yeah, you're very that with me. You're very good at sweeping things under the rug. But the I have- benefit of the show. But I have three fucking babies out in Chicago that are trying to fucking get up in their drag careers right now. Kenzie, Bambi, and Chloe. And they're being denied fucking work because of who their mother is. And that's just tea, you know? And um, is it it is is there is it, am I crazy? It's maybe I just had a dream. Is Shay opening her own bar? Is she gonna open like a Boys Town bar? No, but she mentioned when they she was giving us Maxwell. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say only in our dreams. Oh well, well, well she <laughs> when she was on stage at that event down uh, in Boys Town, she 
made a statement saying there needs to be a black owned bar mm -hmm. in Chicago. Oh, um, yeah, maybe that's what I took away. Maybe I was thinking like maybe she'll open a bar after like those kinds of things. Ugh, what an, I mean, honestly. Well, it would be really I mean, easy to do it. She just won 20 grand in five minutes, you know, doing a yeah, lip but there's so Listen, gay bars are so hard to like fucking like. I, People I, would go to Shea Kool-Aid's bar in Boys Town and keep it open for the rest of the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess when we can actually get to a gay bar. I mean, because at this point, who knows when we're going to be able to get to it. Well, fucking well you can already. get to the Abbey. I stand corrected. You can get into the Abbey because they sell burgers. So by all means, go yeah, and do yeah, your I mean, drugs in the back of the Abbey. There are all kinds of, she could make a bar that is specific, like with, with quarantine specific ideas and, you know. You hear that, Shay? Shay, you hear that? Open a bar, I'll be girl. your, I'll be your business partner. I have lots of ideas for all kinds of shit, so. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um well let's let, look let's just uh, the thing is is like there's accountability that needs to be had here especially in the city of chicago boys town has always been a very predominantly white thing like i remember the the taking back boys town bullshit that <laughs> happened there that was super racist and like community supported so <laughs> chicago has its problems and i think that uh t-rex perpetuated those problems quite a bit because look we all have prejudice but uh she let her power and prejudice uh lead to racist shit and that's just fact yeah and uh i think that there needs to be a forum on which she has to stand and stand accountable because also she's lashed herself really tightly into the whole drag race fucking bullshit with roscoe's let's not forget you know i, it's, it's, I don't I, I just don't i've never really quite understood why an entire community has like hyper focused on one individual to represent everybody all at the same time it just has never made sense to me and i kind of like got out of there before i like maybe had the thoughts of maybe putting my like inserting myself into that however i could yeah. Yeah, someone tweeted me and they were like, so before you go looking in Chicago's yard, like how does your city hold up? And I'm thinking, you know, in LA, it's like, I, I don't I don't work in WeHo, so I don't really know what WeHo's vibe is. I don't really party there. But I mean, as a downtown queen, and Sarah, you can attest to this too, as a, as a downtown uh, east side performer here in Los Angeles, I think it's pretty fucking diverse. I everything that I love the downtown LA scene. Yeah. And everything that I host, every every show that I put my name on and I produce is super diverse. And I and, and and honestly, it's not because I'm trying to do that. Like that's the thing. This shouldn't be something you're trying to do. You know, you should just fucking know and see talent in brown faces. And I don't necessarily think that T-Rex sees that. And that's a shame. However, let's not talk about them anymore because, you know, so many other people don't like Pearl. So we can talk about endless <laughs> like one, like like recently uh, you did a video at the end of May where you uh, were painting your face and listening to uh, the host of the game show basically <laughs> try to say that she wanted to mentally crush you. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that was the buffoonery of that two and some minutes. And I don't listen to the show anymore because it's basically just two old people cackling each other saying shit like that. Mm -hmm. Like, what was that like for your for, for you, Pearl, to like hear for the first time? Well, the video said it all. 
I didn't, well, I didn't have to say anything, you know, there was yeah. just nothing to contribute after. I don't, there, you know, whatever. Like it's nothing I didn't know because like, like I mentioned before about like rubbing people the wrong way. I just rubbed RuPaul the wrong way as well. And there was always like a weird seething energy, like in the very brief moments that you would ever, anybody would ever actually get eye contact with her, him. (laughs) Um, Basically, yeah, it was like really weird energy every time. And I just knew, I just knew that I, that she hated Mm -hmm. me that much. I knew that, yeah. So like- How do you feel, how do you feel like when, Someone's mantra is everybody say love. Everybody, oh, oh, everybody. pop pop is letting that mask slip day by day. Yeah, like, like, but so, 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 well, that's exactly. why. So, that's... how do you feel about like that being the, and then like this coming out? Well, basically, coming out, it wasn't coming out, they did it on their fucking podcast. Well, that's how I felt in the moment when she said, just like the way it was filming with her, and then when she said, like. Joyce, or are the cameras rolling gate? <laughs> like that whole experience was really shattering. And it was like real, it was a real moment for me. You know, like all this shit that people are just now catching on about RuPaul. I like learned all of this when I stepped onto set with her. So that's why I was like. Was it immediate? Immediate, immediate. Like, and also like, I'm very, I'm very like, sensitive and like I pick up on shit I always have and I can read people and RuPaul you as she is just so fake the fakeness is radiating out of her so, it's so obvious and with, I'm just the, I'm the just whole, who I, sorry go ahead I was gonna say is the whole set like that or is it just RuPaul because like Michelle Visage is there also talking about you on the show well, you like, don't have but she also seems like a friend She's okay. just a judge on the panel. Or, I mean, everybody on set, too? Like, there's producers? I mean, I just wanted to know no. if everybody's like that, or is it just Rue? No. I, everyone was really pleasant. The manage, the, uh, like, producers got weird after the show. You know, they're nice to you because they need, they need content. They need their, their footage. They need you to cooperate. They need you. Yeah. It's very hard to, like, wrangle a group of fucking cattle of fucking like construction workers in wigs basically because that's what we are and and i mean that because we're you know i say that because we're like fucking cat calling the cameraman and just like a bunch of horrible (laughs) sloppy men in wigs um (laughs) but yeah so the produce the production stuff is like very accommodating to you when you're there and you know there's like everything it's not perfect obviously but yeah, then afterwards you sort of realize like, oh, I was just like one of many cast members in a rotating cycle. And yeah, it's not really like for you specifically to succeed. You're just there to create a character. For show. TV. Yeah. You're there for TV. Right. Like, and uh, that's why everyone's saying that Derek Barry is the biggest atrocity to go home first on All Stars because she's great TV. <laughs> and, uh, I can't disagree with that. I can't disagree with that. Yeah. Um, but but you have prevailed. Uh, obviously, you are one of the most amazing makeup artists and character creator. Roxanne. 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 Those lips, though. Like, uh, what 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 moved you into that it. direction? Yeah, explain it all to us. 
Well, I, you know, I was working a lot and doing a lot of shows and my goal really was to be able to work from home. So I got like a whole YouTube idea and I had to like start being like a YouTuber because I did this gig. <laughs> I did this gig with Laura Lee and I don't know if you know her, but she's like a huge YouTuber who got like axed, like canceled because of like a bunch of racist tweets that got brought up. Anyway, I digress. Work. So I'll Google her later. Yeah, Google her later. So um basically I was like, wow, I could like get rich being a YouTuber. So then I tried to like just fit into that like role and it just felt so inauthentic and uh comedic because YouTubers are so such robots and you know like influencers are really such that it is hilarious Mm -hmm. so I just like I felt like Roxanne sitting there trying to be a YouTuber like oh my god who like I have way too much going on to be a YouTuber. So like these- Hearing you say this makes so much sense. Yeah. Cause like the character you have is like a total delusional YouTuber. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like what girl, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Like, go handle it's your perfect. shit. Yeah. Like she's just trying to, she's got all the lingo down. She's got the setup, but it's like, girl, what are you doing? And that's like, that was me. That was literally just how I felt sitting there. So I just, Emmy, like I just turned it into a comedy sketch, I guess. So are you getting rich off of that stuff? Um, no. <laughs> I'm not rich. Look, I am not rich. I uh I am really fortunate to have found like a place where I make a very steady but normal income. I make like a normal Does it bother income, you to like, think that, that people does it bother you that uh, that people think because you've been on TV that suddenly you're just a rich and famous queen and that you should be uh, grateful as a result? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't bother me. I expect people to be to not understand how it works. But yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that I didn't have money for a little bit. You know, I was like making really great money for a while, but that wasn't the kind of work that I could keep up with, like mentally, physically, emotionally. So I, you know, I still love to go and do those performances and like get out of town and go, you know, get on a plane and go meet fans and stuff. But I can't, I can't tour like that. Like I can't do that seven nights a week or two weeks in a row or a month. Like I can't do that. It's just not how I can be the best drag queen that I know I can be. Yeah. Where's your favorite place to go? Hawaii. That's yeah. sort of like my second home. You know Hawaii. You, you went out there and built that bar, right? Yeah, I was going to say Robbie's come out. We've caught up and he says that you love it there. Yeah, so. I've been there more than any other Drag Race queen. I've been there like 10 times at this point. They fucking love me there. And I'm so grateful for that, obviously. Um, I mean, I they love have a gorgeous them. setup. They absolutely They're so do. kind. The people are amazing. Everyone is so beautiful and so welcoming. I've never... Um, I've never had a bad experience there. Like it's, it's just like my second home at this point. It, oh, it's that it. aloha spirit. Yeah, it's real. So I would, my, I actually met my partner there uh, when I was in Hawaii last year. So 
he was living there and now we live here in like LA area together and we plan on going back eventually to live or at least have like a second home or whatever. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I was watching you on Exposed and you said you were going to move there, but... We had plans to just like actually move there, but we realized that we just had like a lot more work to do on the mainland because obviously it's just like when you're out on we were going to move to big island too and it's like a big giant farm out there you know like i would just have lost sight of what i was doing and you know it was just like not a good time yet you know so are are you content now what do you mean are, are you content now are you are you in a good place would you say well yeah um i feel like happy every day i have like a few things that are like gnawing at me in my life like everybody else um but yeah i mean the coronavirus is like really kind of you know like obviously a huge stress but i don't know like i just i my my every day i wake up and i just try like to not think about all the bullshit that i can't handle like i've wasted so much time like letting my heart race and be all like anxiety ridden every day over things. And it's like at the end of the day, yeah, there's a bunch of horrible things going on, but I could have just spent the day not thinking about it and have had a great day. Literally. Like there's literally <laughs> no point in, in uh, like wasting so much energy and things you can't control. Yeah. Like I have a waning lawsuit on my hands. Uh, we are actually getting ready to move out of here and start doing a whole new experience, which would be RV life after this. We are like, oh. yeah, we. Wow, we, that's very, very rule of you. I love. Yeah, we are. We. That's very Sarah Andrews of you. I feel. Oh really? Do you have an RV girl? I know, but I'm a wonderer girl. I don't stay in one place too long. <laughs> Exactly. I don't either. And I'm realizing that, uh, like, I love to just get out of town. Like, when things, like, the dust settles, it's time to, like, kick it back up again. I have and that's okay. thought of do, getting an RV and just going. Yeah, like, glamming it out. And, uh, you know, I want to, like, make it an experience and bring people along for the ride. And I want to do drag on the road and do drag in the Sequoia National Forest and do drag in the Grand Canyon <laughs> and just, like, do the most and like ha get people involved and drive to destinations when bars are back open again and perform with people and yeah you know, I just I I yeah. have an alternative way I of life. thinking and I always have. I feel like I feel like especially during isolation and the fact that you know uh, when people say back to normal, that's not defined. We don't really know what that's exactly. going to mean. So exactly. Or when. Or when. So it's put a lot of, you know, I mean, I've been like uh, thinking way more than I usually have. It's like, oh, buying acreage and getting a little house. That's what we were planning. That's what I'm planning on doing is buying a piece of land. So like one day we can just park our car or RV on it yeah. and start building around it. And then yeah, eventually get a bunch, do the of, get a bunch of queers in Hawaii. Yeah. And that will be our like second home. So we have like two like sort of communes. Because here's the thing, let's be honest. With the way that this country is run, um if if the flu kisses corona and we get florona and whatever that looks like could be very, very nasty. We I don't still know. hate that. We don't really know. think Florona is the new thing. That. It's it's gonna happen. Hashtag Florona. <laughs> I but, think you need uh, to workshop it again. Please. But no, Florona, stop <laughs> That's it. That's like a drag queen. But, um, 
but the thing is it's like when it comes, yeah it's a, it's a great new dragon but like um i'm thinking about like the future pandemics like i'm much cities are looking less glamorous to me now <laughs> Oh my God, I hate cities. I, I don't live in one anymore and I fucking love it. I never miss it. People ask me, when do you go to LA? And I say, never. <laughs> <laughs> like I go there for my doctor's appointments, like kicking and screaming basically, and to go to LAX. It seems to be uh, too many people in one place. And what if the next one's a flesh eater? You know, I couldn't possibly. I could not <laughs> possibly. I'm, you know, and that's, a, that's the thing. If, if COVID was a little uglier, it was just a little uglier. People would be paying more attention. I know, exactly. Uh, I keep thinking that. Like, we, in a way, got lucky that it wasn't more like these fucking movies that we've been yeah. watching in the last 50 years. Yeah. Well, I hear, I, Taco Bay was telling me about an NPR thing, because I don't listen to those, but he was, but he said it's the time of pandemic. So after this one, there's just going to be more. Jeez. Oh, my God. So, like locusts and shit. Yeah. The, the locust. Oh my god. Right. Did you read the article about how they're gonna send a thousand ducks to China to eat the locusts? That sounds so fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go watch the ducks eat the locusts. I would love a thousand like, ducks to be sent to LA. I heard the locusts are underground right now and there's like sense to be like thousands of them coming up like next spring or something. Yeah, but oh, apparently that happens do. in different places all over the planet at any given yeah, point. Yeah, apparently that used they, to happen they, in like, Tennessee a lot. Yeah, oh, okay. like um, so, so, so it's it's mm-hmm, yeah, well, no, no it's, it's normal. No, it's terrifying. It's terrifying, though. Like the thing is, you don't want to be like, you don't want to windshield wipe locusts. No, that's <laughs> not you. Oh my god! Um, up here in the mountain, sorry, side note. Up here in the mountain, there's like a butterfly effect going on, and like thousands and thousands of butterflies have hatched up here. So they're literally everywhere when you're driving your car. You're literally like hitting so many butterflies are you it's like it's like the finale of drag race exactly (laughs) they're all laying in the road (laughs) you're basically cameron Cameron michaels dancing all over the corpses of butterflies stomping on wings yeah that's (laughs) well listen we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we have our listener questions of the week so we'll be right back tony soto show all right, we are back with the show. And, you know, we were just talking before we came back. You know, it is uh, M- Maxwell and I are the Tony Soto Show. And, and I realized that I didn't give my other half of the Tony Soto Show a, a chance to comment on, uh, on T-Rex. And uh, I just know that you, you've had, you, you have a past. So did you want to comment? I didn't want you to feel left out. Oh, I mean, you yeah. <laughs> like, like, who know? Who knows? She, she could have had an. She could have an advocate here. So, uh, Maxwell. No, I mean, I have definitely seen Dranica bully people, and I definitely. I mean, it started with Sissy Spastic, and I saw it work its way through the whole city. I mean, it did start say with what Sissy you Spastic. Wa- I mean, say what you want about her, but I mean, Tranica or T Rex. I'm sorry, was very mean to her, like. And yeah, and so I mean, yeah. Sissy Spastic would cry about trying to achieve Rex. Well, now she's a history teacher, so. But here, just so we end the T Rex button uh, on a on a positive note, I'm going to say something positive about T Rex, and. It was at one of our fun little makeup kikis that we would do at uh, Shea Coulee's home. Uh, 
I was doing my eyebrows trying to lay them down and it was not going well. It did not work <laughs> well. And none of the other girls commented on them at all. But T-Rex was like, bitch, that looks like oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> and in her own way, that note helped me to work really hard on getting my eyebrows down. So, <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to show the bullies that you can win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll also add, I mean, I have empathy for people and like, it sucks to have a whole lot of people hate on you, whether you deserve it or not. And I hope that the apology she released, it, she stays true to that and make amends with her community because well, they I, I, seem yeah. they, they are wanting that from her. And I hope she can provide that. And I just hate it when people are like, uh, 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 well, is she canceled? Like, first of all, I don't think I'm a fan of this whole cancel culture. I think it's very, very toxic. Uh, my friend who uh, passed away recently, I can't, you know, it's, it's very true that cancel culture played a part of his depression. So I'm not saying cancel fucking T-Rex. No, absolutely not. I'm saying give T-Rex the opportunity to have an honest an honest discussion about what she's done throughout her tenure in Boys Town. And that's the truth. And to listen and not just to fucking do flowery words and screenshot how much money you've made at fundraisers because that's per performative. Maxwell, you've, you've known her the longest, right? I've known her for a very long time. Yeah, I mean, would you consider yourself to be like friends with her? Um, we had a falling out when I moved to LA. And I mean, I think Tony said it when you leave LA or when you leave Chicago, you can kind of see in and see what she right. is like a lot more. Right. And I got to experience that. And I was not treated right from her. And I was just at a point where I was like, listen, I don't live there anymore. You are not my problem. I do not wish ill on you, but I don't see you often so good luck and I'll i was gonna well, i was gonna ask you if you're close like what do you think her like a real problem was like what do you think is under like under, underneath it all since you knew her longest but if you don't know her like that but um i mean i haven't spoken to her in a very long time and i don't really know like what her problem was with people like yeah i really don't and it's unfortunate that she behaved that way because she really did does hold for some reason hold a very high position and that city and I hope that like I said I hope they can figure that out and she is gives those people that are asking justice for justice like get redemption for what she's done to them because it doesn't sound like she's been very nice I think it hopefully it reaches beyond like uh Instagram and like the audience and it goes to the people the establishments that are actually yeah hiring her I wanted to do everything <laughs> Well, I was going to yeah. say, let's not forget to hold the bars that not only hire her, but also bars that just implant, like dress codes that uh, exclude black people, like that basically are like oh, yeah. no crooked hats, it's bigger like, than no a drag saggy yeah. pants. And it's like yeah. white people appropriate black culture all the time and get to go into the club. And if they were a black person came and dressed like that, they would be denied. That's a good yeah. point. And then called Southside Trash and then not be allowed into the club oh wait right the racial issues no. in boys town are like already deep yeah so although really that deep. it's a huge problem and it has been for years like the whole time that i was in chicago there was an underlining problem with racism i, I didn't even i chicago maybe is now like the, the most segregated city in the country isn't it 
So I, I grew sure, up I'm in sure like a. It, it, it goes deeper yeah. than the gay scene too, than the clubs too. It just sounds like. You know, I think like the one of the one of the situations, and just to wrap up the the T Rex situation is that, um, you know, there was a time and a place when people were like, because <clears throat> you know, T Rex and I didn't get on pretty quickly. I feel like, and and, and the 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 way that the the gals at the time rationed it out was that we were similar, and <laughs> I, and and I, you know, as as grading as that is and that idea is, it's it's not untrue. Like, uh, we, we um, are stubborn. We have, a, I mean, I feel like I'm funny. Like, I feel like I actually am funny. You know, I feel like she tries to be funny and be an insult queen and use whatever. I don't think she's funny, okay? That's just the truth. But, you know, we both deal with our insecurities and we express it through, uh, through our performance or, or, or whatnot. Um, however, I feel like, uh, I've been facing the idea that I was instilled with a lot of prejudice when I was growing up, and that has led to uh, racist thoughts. And I always consider myself a, a, a recovering racist because I feel like, as someone who is passing and able to do it, I think we need to. The fact, like, I don't see color or bullshit like that, I think it's lies. And I think we just need to own our mistakes. What T Rex did was she used that prejudice, she got power, and then she literally set up blockades to keep girls from excelling. And a lot well, of those girls were brown. Hopefully, like I do think that it took too long, but hopefully if she's still going to be involved in Boys Town, this is like the turning point for her. And you know, like and it, it, it'll be like deeper than just pleasing everybody. It'll be like, wow, I really have done that. Wow, I really did do that. And that's not good. And we'll change now. Because it's very, it's very uncomfortable to 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 admit and face your prejudice. It's very, very difficult. Yeah, to do. and I was gonna, I wanted to commend you just now for saying what you said because it's not easy well, to say that, you know. The thing is, is like I was instilled my privilege by my Mexican father, so it's very confusing for me. Oh, like my my dad jumped the fence to escape poverty in Mexico, and when he came up here, he had a very clear idea of what he wanted out of his life and his life for his children, and mm -hmm. that was to be very fucking white. So I was denied a culture as I was growing up. Uh, uh, you know, I didn't know I was really Mexican until uh, Dia started showing up and were able to hit me. Wow. Around. Wow. Uh, so, wow. so, you know, it's just like, um, and I also come from a place where I have experienced racism, never to a point of a, of a, a, a darker skinned person by any means, you know okay. what I mean? But like when we were growing up, people, the white folks in the town, because my parents were interracial married, uh, they'd come and throw rocks at us while we were playing out in the front, you know, oh my but, God. but as I grew up in my hometown, I embraced the whiteness, you know? I was like, you know, it, it, well, it wasn't you until I got into my, Yeah, it wasn't until I got into my mid twenties uh, that I had started to try to get in touch with my, uh, my uh, Mexican roots. And I had made a career of being very problematic already on the internet. Like there's YouTube clips of me saying problematic shit about having like, uh, having a, a black friend so I can play a black card. I've been, I've said bad shit, but I feel like I've used my platforms now to atone for that. And I live honestly that yes, prejudice is a struggle every fucking day. And if you're saying it isn't, you're lying to yourself, especially if you're trying to be a better person amongst diverse people. So, and I, 
anyway, I don't, at this point, I try to live a life where I'm not actively thinking about making diversity. I just hope that it's around me at all times anyway. And, you know, and if it ever starts to steer in that way, like that was what the, that was the one thing about this last learn the words pitch, because I still did the show, even though there was like protests happening. And the one thing I was like, of course, it's our widest fucking show. Oh, no. <laughs> like, like well, what do you mean? It wasn't. It could. It was not wider than the one where we had Nicole Byer and Solomon there. That no, was- that is true. That was our widest live show. But this is our widest show at, in an age of unrest. But anyway, I digress. We've gone off the rails. We have questions to read. Yes. So let's just go ahead. Am I starting it? Yes. We. Bur- I'm just going to stop the timer because we burned through everything. Uh, You've burnt and timers all See day. what happens when I try to give you uh, some space to talk, Maxwell? You just ignite more conversation. Everybody was here when I said you don't need to get That's that That's her job. So, <laughs> so, no, just remember, I said I didn't need that. And you, did you say that before? Anyway. Though, do you say that before we started recording? Doesn't matter. The whole thing was because recorded. It, it, you, you said, yeah, but, but as far as you're concerned, it never happened if it's to happen before we started the show. Can you please read George's question? I would love to. This is from I George. I have to go get my mail. Oh, we do, these, <laughs> we do these listener questions every week, guys. So if you'd like to have your questions, concerns, comments, or critiques read on this show, go to thetonysodershow.com and leave us a message. We love hearing from you. This is from George. It says, I think it is great that you are back to doing your podcasts. Do you find it hard to be funny or to continue to be controversial when everything is so hot right now? Controversial. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I don't make jokes about controversial things, especially when controversial. controversial? I mean, look in the mirror, doll. I don't know. Sarah's a bit controversial. I don't try to be controversial. I guess I am controversial. Yeah, you rattle cages everywhere you go. You're not controversial. You're not controversial. People are just dealing with internalized misogyny and transphobia when they have anything to say to your activism. Literally, that's what's going on. Because we live in a queer culture, and if there aren't people uh, doing that and being the last fly in your ear, then, like, what are we doing as a culture? You know what I mean? And to like shoot down those people's messages like vocally is, I think like it takes a certain amount of energy to do that, to like make the choice to do that to you. And honestly, I feel like, you know, uh, Sarah is so, such an advocate in so many different ways that like, I mean, I'm sure uh, coronavirus has made it different because you're just like literally stuck online doing it constantly. But you know, she's been, she's been, she, you've been controversial on Twitter for a long time. That's why I love you. That's, that's why I was like, how did our two ships pass in the night? That is like the one thing that I'm just always confused about. Sarah Andrews and I, like, we've always known of each other, but we've never until we moved out here. Um, really? That's for being, yeah. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah, crazy, right? Uh, all of my friends knew Tony Soto, and I would always hear people going to Tony Soto's house to do a podcast and everything, but. We never cross paths. Yeah, I'm very clicky. <laughs> uh, <laughs> clicky with everyone. But I'm always funny. So there's just never, ever a question. And honestly, that's the thing. And that has been tested immensely for me, especially since my friend uh, uh, committed suicide a couple of weeks ago. Because it's like, you know, 
there there he was a stand-up where i have a group of stand-up friends like that's when humor is super tested in like moments like that and i just feel like nope yeah comedy is somewhere where i have to go almost immediately after something tragic happens because if i don't then i think my brain's gonna break especially since i'm isolating alone you know like i don't want to have that lost on anyone i'm fucking doing this alone um uh anyway thank you george uh was there a question did we say something yeah, yeah you answered, yeah, it. answered it oh great literally let's, just answered it great. i love it let's move on a+. i'm very stoned i'm very stoned <laughs> okay so i'm next uh tiana writes thoughts on how every city is like on phase 12 of reopening and nyc just got to phase one aren't you are y'all out and about more um so I'm not. I'm not. Are yeah. No. Are you Maxwell? Are you are you doing anything? Are you doing since they've lifted a lot of the restrictions? Are you doing anything that you were not doing when we couldn't do anything? Like um I mean, now that I am like cabin fever, I have like I do go get coffee every now and then and my trips to Target and to like CVS have become more frequent, but I mean I'm not like going shopping, but like when I'm like, oh, I need something instead of like waiting until the next time I need to go to the store and do it all once, I just go. So yeah. like, I still wear masks. I Tater still and I hands. have been driving to like different parts of the city. You know, he he delivers weed, so he's like learned the city pretty well now. And I work from home, so I still don't know much about LA as far as like the city goes so he's trying to like show me well on our days off we go to different different neighborhoods or whatever y'all call them here what do we call them here neighborhoods cities towns whatever <laughs> neighborhoods is a great word yeah, we went to malibu the other day for the first time because i wanted to know what the big deal was you know i grew up on malibu barbie and everything and not a big deal but it's beautiful right I, well it's a big deal it was not I mean, what I burned, expected it to be. It burned down last have summer. Gone, Let's not forget. Have you Let's gone forget. to Have you gone to any of like the hiking trails over on Malibu where you're like are I walking on these no. mountains and there's like an amazing yeah. like 180 yeah. degree view of the ocean. You're like elevated. It's like stunning. yeah. I did that from I did that for Memorial Day. I was out there uh, in Malibu hiking for Memorial Day. It's you know, gorgeous. I, have I you I ever driven it. through like the? I expected. I was gonna say. If you have, oh, go ahead. <laughs> Have you ever driven through the woodsy part and seen all the interesting folk that have been like born and raised in Malibu though? No. Those people, no, the mountain people of Malibu are wild. I expected Malibu, oh. thinking thinking of like Malibu Barbie and all these like songs about Malibu and everything, I in my head expected like Rodeo Drive, but on the beach. I expected like a bustling uh, no, it's like town, but it's, yeah, it's like one road along the coast with out in the middle of the boonies it's yeah, yeah there's like, like nothing out like, there i feel like malibu is a lot more old money for the west coast i feel like that's where like people um it was kind of like the country I, I mean, being out in the country well if you drive through the hills have, there's there's nothing but mansions out on those ranches there's like yeah you know, it's yeah. insane so, Pearl, are you doing anything uh, since restrictions have relaxed well, in California? I literally have not left my house. Like, even before the quarantine, all of this stuff happened. Like, I moved to the mountains to be isolated. So, honestly, like, when quarantine stuff happening, it, 
luckily for me, it didn't like feel like super infiltrating on my lifestyle. It wasn't well me either until the, the no fucking like I mean you're, you're very fortunate to be I feel like I feel like if I had someone here if I had someone here that I could fuck I feel like I would be way more stable mentally wow. but like now it's you know I mean and granted it's 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 the corona coaster so it's ebbs and flows like i'm not sometimes i'm like i don't need sex but then there's there's times where i'm just like i just are, need to press it. I don't are really people get still having sex on the apps right now i'm not i'm not is it like yes. in the community yes okay um, i had a friend tell me that he had uh three guys come over all wear masks fill him up and leave they didn't kiss they couldn't spit <laughs> They had to wear masks. That sounds but they dumped not a couple like loads on them and left. Wow. Well, I mean, bravo, I suppose. But however, I'm not trying to be, I'm not, first of all, I'm not trying to live that life. Oh, I'm not saying you should do that. I am just saying people <laughs> Honestly, are. that however, sounds like so, so many gay experiences. Like, it's, that doesn't sound like the new normal at all. To I me, think most gay experiences end with loads. Yeah. <laughs> to, to, and no mouth <laughs> contact at all. Yeah. I mean, to me, yeah, I think it's, I, to me, it's past having, it's past the sexual aspect. At this point, I wouldn't mind just someone like, I don't know, like, like running into me or something. <laughs> just some, just some kind of like physical, like I want to like just press someone's hands to my hands really hard for a long time. It's like, it's like prison shit. I, here's the thing. I'm all for prison reform. And I think that uh, no one should have to do solitary confinement because I'm not even solitary confined, but there are moments where I feel like snap, you know, in my head, just snap, <laughs> like certain things. So, so this, this has relaxed, um, but I have not, I made an appointment and I canceled it um, that I'm wrestling with is you can get Botox now. And I just really, 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 really badly want to go and get Botox. But I've, I made the appointment and I canceled it. Uh, I went to the dentist. I did go to the dentist. Oh, really? Yeah. But see, and, and I love that you classified my Botox in the same importance as dental hygiene. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. absolutely. You're absolutely right. And because like here's the thing, I've just watched my face come back to normal. And since I'm the only one really seeing it on a regular basis, that's been depressing. Honey, I'm just grateful for my scar tissue right now. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Filler dissolves, but scar tissue is forever. Oh, uh, see. Like my lips are definitely deflated, but I've realized that although I will be getting juiced up again, uh, Botox is more important and takes priority. It's safer in those clinics and those sterile ass environments than it is at CVS. True. <laughs> That's true. That's Starbucks true. too. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, did we finish that one? Is this good? Yeah. So I'm, just I'm read the last one. Stoned. I'm very <laughs> stoned. So this is a, this is anonymous. Yes. Uh, this is from Anonymous. It says, I'm adopted and I think it was great to hear Naomi talk about it. My birth parents were Mexican, so my mom feels the same way about not raising me Catholic. I turned out atheist anyway. I think the pod has been great. Oh, uh, that's nice. Yeah, we, oh, had, well, we, had, we had Naomi Smalls on the show recently and she was talking about uh, adoption and mm. uh, it was great. It is nice to hear um, advocacy for that. Mm. You know what I mean? And her and family we love like, using our platform for that. We try. Well, we try. Listen, we have a lot of problematic ears. <laughs> well, it sounds like she was adopted. Well, I joined later. It sounds like she was adopted into like the best family ever. Like 
a giant house Mm -hmm. with a massive amount of siblings and everyone's loving it's like not everyone who's adopted gets that experience yeah listen i have birth parents and i didn't experience that yeah i was gonna say i was like i was i'm with the people that birthed me i didn't have that either and the result of her experience i mean she's like such an amazing person inside and out you know like truly you can't say that about everyone from drag right absolutely um uh, and i want to put okay so well that's that's been the show i want to put a button on it though real quick i want to bring it back to shay kool-aid real quick because i don't feel like uh she gets enough credit i i just need to you uh the listeners base to know that when i met shay kool-aid she was a fan of mine first and uh i got to watch <laughs> shut her. up tony jesus <laughs> it's it's true. And, uh, and when, when I, it was that fateful meeting at Big Chicks when she met me in the bathroom and she's like, are you Tony Soto? And I was like, yeah. She's like, I'm uh, Jaron Merrill and I like uh, Knee Deep in a Bottle. And I was like, that's fine. Like you were a fan first. Anyway, she was very, very patient because she chose to become my friend. And I was one of the most problematic pieces of shit at that time when we first met. She liked me for a show where I was would get drunk and answer questions and be really problematic about it. So uh, she had the patience to fucking see me through and teach me and educate me and make me a little more woke. And she tried to do that for the whole Chicago community. And she even tried that for the person who we talked about almost this entire show. And so for that, I just wanna, like, I'm just very proud of her and I'm proud to be her friend. And uh, you know, and just crown her already. And just crown her already, so I can stop watching this fucking misogynistic transphobic <laughs> show. Because <laughs> that's what I've decided. So like good. I've like I I, I fi- you know I'm finally like God. How can I how can I love and read so much of Sarah Andrews tweets and still be like <laughs> watching the show? But I mean, oh I my god, can we talk? I I haven't seen anybody's tweets or anything, but can we talk about the? last um challenge with like the crush the man crush like man centric crush dedicated show yeah that like, was, was that weird. did anybody was that like a thing or because i haven't like tapped it or anything i don't think the world saw anything bad with it but i was definitely kind of like i was just watching it like what oh, happened what are we doing this for like obsessing over all the men in the industry right now like what the challenge the song where they had to write something about their true loves or their, their, or their first crush their the first celebrity crush did you watch it sarah no i haven't been watching i have a lot of hair on the all-stars this season and i still haven't been watching oh okay yeah i've well, to all-stars I gotta watch I'm because not, I know them, you know, personally. I have yeah, to, you know, I feel like I have to. Yeah, watch the show. I do too. I do too. I'm just, I, I can't do it. Pearl, did you have a good time on the show? Oh yeah, yeah, it was great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, it was nice to have you on finally for once, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll have you on again. Uh, why don't you tell the Chirin where they can find you on social media? Um, it's still the same for liaison on Instagram and Twitter, and that's all I really have. And follow her on fucking Instagram. Her shit is so good. So good. And, so, and you just do that at your house, right? Just you? Yeah, I do everything myself. Now, okay. That is literally, that is signs of madness, everyone. If you see that content <laughs> and you know that's coming out of just one person, that person is yeah it's a lot of work a tired crazy person (laughs) um uh, 
Sarah, thank you so much for coming back on the show, Miss Andrews. Thank you so much for having me. Um, tell people where they can find you on the social media. You can find me at Miss Sarah Andrews on everything. M I S S S A R A Andrews. That's right. And Full wig page. takeout, I guess. One eight hundred wig takeout on everything. Yeah. I yeah, always forget to. Money. I always forget to plug that, and that's like. I don't know. I think doesn't your she job. Do, doesn't she do it on this yeah. show, Maxwell? Actually, she comments on how she always doesn't. Yeah. Do it. So um, I guess you kind of do, but you also it. have said it. I think every time you're like, I always forget this, but I guess follow my wit. Yeah. We love your consistency. We love your consistency, uh, Maxwell. Um, I don't have anything going on. Um, follow me on Instagram <laughs> at Maxwell Esposito. I don't know. Remember black when we lives had matter, things? Black trans lives matter. What? Yeah. Remember when we had things? Remember when we used to have things to do? Yeah. I mean, um, I don't even have a job. Me either. Again. Um, well, listen, Full guys. Circle. If Really? I mean. Oh, just for now. For now. Yeah. Until, like, for okay, now. Okay, Sorry. Okay. I, I thought you got like final word, like no bitch, never coming back. Oh, not yet. Okay, good. All right. Well, listen, if you enjoyed the Tony Soto show, please go to our iTunes page and like it, subscribe to it, rate it, whatever, all that uh, uh, buffoonery. Um, I am doing read reviews with the California Street Cannabis Company in San Francisco. So if you would like to check out my read reviews, please go to the Tony Soto show's YouTube page at the Tony Soto show. And uh, you can see those, they come out new every week. They're very, very fun. I'm smoking so much marijuana. I'm living my best <laughs> life during this pandemic. I cannot complain. Um, I am the Tony Soto Show on everything. So please uh, check me out on social media. I've been very like not about it lately, but well, Twitter, I'm good. And uh, oh, don't forget about the Gay Power Half Hour. I do that every week with my good Judy Casey Lie. You can uh, listen to anywhere podcasts are streamed. Um, and don't forget that uh, July 6th, I'm gonna just keep talking about it because I'm excited. Learn the words, bitch turns five years old and our guest judges are Naomi Smalls and Kim Chi. So Work. you'll wanna you wanna tune in to that here on Zoom. And to, oh, next week, I'm going to announce it right now too. Next week, we have all of the, all of the Kool-Aid children. We have, we have Kenzie, we have Bambi, and we have uh, the newest uh, baby Chloe, and I believe I wish baby Chloe baby is going to make an appearance. <laughs> really? So I believe that baby Kool-Aid will also be making an appearance and having her. Uh, she'll give her thoughts on uh, the T-Rex situation. Uh, <laughs> I love baby Kool-Aid. <laughs> Until next week, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.